You're listening to Wow Ergonomics with Graham Cove and Stephen Howe. Hi. Yes, welcome to yet another edition of Wow Ergonomics. And as you can see, well, you can't see if you're listening on on the radio version of this, if you like. But if you're watching this live, you can see that we've got a nice new backdrop today, Stephen. Do you like the new colours? It's a, it's a question of it's name that flag, isn't it? Really? Well, no, it's just uh, no. I don't oh. know about a flag. This is just new colours. I just thought we'd go for a nice corporate blue along the top, yeah. which is probably more your kind of colour. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, my my, my colour, you know, on my LinkedIn profile and whatever is is a nice yellow colour. So I thought we'd combine those two, the the nice kind of blue that yeah. that you like and and the yellow that we like, and 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 we come up with this. What do Looks you think? Good. I, th- I, I think like it's, it. I think it's nice and. Nice and no, I don't think we'll stick with that. For some reason, it reminds me of something. I, I can't, can't quite think what it is. Uh, no, but, um, what is it? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, that's enough about that. I thought we'd come live from the pitch today. Yeah, live from the pitch. Well, we won't mention the football. Oh, mm. we have already. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Uh, you know when you've got the pitch there, Graham. Do were we meant to enter this show sort of knee sliding in or something like that? To oh, sort of what sort of Harry Kane style? Just yeah, sort of slide. Oh, yeah, yeah. My daughter said that looks fun, Dad. Said, don't, <laughs> don't don't try it. Yeah, don't, don't try, try that this in the garden. It will <laughs> hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it only works on very very wet football grass it works on when your garden's bone dry and you sort of dislocate your kneecap it's like no yeah i wonder how many other kids suddenly had that thought that looks fun dad i'm gonna go out in the garden and try that dad my knees they're yeah. cut to shreds now yeah well <laughs> there you go there were, there were some parties last night definitely yeah. um down my street all the way down my street last night at a certain time, um, there was a, a rip-roaring rendition of It's Coming Home, It's Coming, all the way down the road. Yeah, it was great. I don't know what they were talking about. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, so could pick eight o'clock on Saturday for the next game. I mean, from a retailer's perspective... And a TV broadcaster's perspective, you couldn't have got any better than eight o'clock on a Saturday night. It's going to be, you know, barbecues all afternoon and early evening. The supermarket shelves will be cleared of all sorts of meat, bread and alcoholic products. And then I think it will be, well, hopefully it'll be party central on Saturday. But I guess from a retailer's perspective, that is the time you want, isn't it? Saturday, prime time, hopefully a bit of nice weather in the afternoon. Could get messy, Graham. I oh, I know. Could get could get messy, you know, especially at the back there. You know, it depends how, how solid we are in our performance. Um yeah, I do you know what? Someone did a someone did a, a poll on LinkedIn not that long ago about mm. you know uh, who's winning out of this or who's gonna win in terms of the European championships. And I said alcohol sales. <laughs> that was my <laughs> that was my <laughs> response. And I think I've been so far. I've been proved absolutely right. Mm. I, I, I think whoever actually goes on to win this, alcohol sales have definitely, definitely won the day. I mean, the the following day in uh, in my supermarket, uh, it was just emptying. All yeah. of sh- the shelves were just emptying in terms of alcohol sales. It just it just absolutely mad. Of course, especially um, with hospitality still not quite 
back to where it needs to be. You know, it's it just means that people are going into these shops and, and emptying them out. But there you go. Um, but no, you know, we won't focus on the football for too long because, no. you know, I'm sure people are sick to death of it. But we won! Yeah. Right. There we go. <laughs> we got that out of our system now. Yeah. And it was it was a great game. And the best bit for me of the whole uh, televisual experience was when they showed the TV <laughs> presenters going absolutely mad when the goal yeah. was scored. Was that the best bit for you? I mean, I just thought that was... It was either that or, or the other one, Graham. That I don't know whether we can mention it because we we were briefly discussing this off air. But was it okay to cheer when the camera panned to the young German child crying? I think it was okay, but I think to me that was the highlight. Yes, the the, the supporters, but then you know the I'm saying it, and now I'm not sure it was right. But it, it was sort of a, mon- a sort of moment of great humour, wasn't it, for the TV audience and the supporters to see one of the the Germans upset because to be fair, it usually is us. So you know, the boot was on the other foot, as it were. Yeah, I think um, it's because it's a child, though. Yeah, you know? it's not right, is it? From mm. a paternal point of view, like, look. At the end of the day, um, I, yeah, the probably the argument there is that you know TV shouldn't have picked on the child, really. You know, yeah. I mean, it'd been completely different if it had been some big Angela ju- Angela Merkel, maybe in tears. Yeah, I mean, that, that would have been. been- that would have been funny, wouldn't it? But isn't um, it interesting, though, Graeme, you say that? You know, I mean, it started off as a light-hearted comment there, but then there was all these complaints from two weeks ago when Christian Eriksen had his problems on the pitch, you know, when there was there's 6,500 complaints against the BBC for showing some of that situation going on. And I, and what you just said there, it makes you think, who's who's sort of editing and doing some of this? You'd, you'd, you'd think that, you know, was it, was it really necessary to see that after everything that had been going on? So it's... Uh, it you know a light-hearted topic, but actually you know is who's looking at what's being shown? Is it appropriate? You know, are they? You know, who's and there's all this thing about oh, it's the host broadcaster. Well, who's the host broadcaster? Who is who is the person sort of sharing these these shots? Yeah, absolutely. Well, anyway, sorry to anybody that doesn't even like football or isn't mm. in, remotely interested in football or the fact that England won last night. Um, sorry about all of that, uh, but we will get into the show today. Now, I've been doing some great, great polls this week. I have to say they've been going absolutely ballistic. And some of the subject matters have been tremendous. I mean, the news has just thrown me up some, yeah. some absolute wonderful things. The, the first one um, is I, w- I want to go with today's one, which has gone quite ballistic, which is flying cars. Yeah. And not did Harry Potter. That? I did. And I had instantly had an image of that car in Harry Potter that flies yeah. them from wherever it is down to Hogwarts. And that it's an old battered car. But it clearly that wasn't what it was all about. So no, um, flying cars. Flying cars? Yeah. No, we don't mean we don't mean like old uh, the, the flying squad with the police or anything yeah, like yeah. that. This is literally a, a sort of converted BMW. Right. Where um, the wings just go James Bond style go out like that and then it can just take off and and it's done 35 miles um and then landed again which is mad I now someone put onto that post that they saw James May do it in one of his TV shows uh back in 2012 I think it was so um and that but that was 
kind of a not such an, a nice looking car um and it was a little bit kind of heath robinson but this is obviously being touted as a commercial mm. thing for the future flying cars loads of people commenting what an absolutely ridiculous idea yeah um you know other people going they'd love to do it but there are concerns about the, the health and safety aspect of, yeah. of a flying car. Do we, the, the, the question to, to be asked here, I mean, it's, it's certainly not something that a lot of people are going to be able to afford, I don't think. No. Not for, not for a long time. Um, but, it, and, but it is interesting that we're still trying to get that kind of real hybrid vehicle. Out see what there. you did there. See yeah, what you, see did, what there. you did there. Real hybrid vehicle, a vehicle where you know. I mean, I'll tell you where it would be useful, Stephen, and and you and I have both experienced that loads of times. Probably it's on the motorway that time of night. You see the queue ha happening before you, etc. You know you're going to get stuck in it for hours. Whoosh, up in the air, off you go home. There you go. <laughs> only, <laughs> no problem more, is, only problem no is, problem is, if, if everyone else in front of you has got exactly the same flying car, and then the queue just moves into the air. Well, this is the problem, I think, that people are, are, are saying and thinking about, which is how does that work in terms of regulations? Another another person made the comment, how on earth do you ensure that? I mean, because yes. what is it? Is it a car? Is it an aeroplane? What what are you insuring there? Yeah. You know, do do presumably you have to have both a pilot's license and a driving license in order to, to have one of these vehicles. Um, you know, and and what else is it going to crash into? Are we? I mean, the trouble is, are are we filling the sky with too much stuff anyway? I mean, mm. you know, uh, if you if you go back, probably twelve months or so, it was drones, wasn't it? We were all talking about drones, and there were all of those accidents that were happening with drones. I mean, this is just another accident waiting mm. to happen. You know, um, I'm sure Amazon are looking at this, thinking, "Whoa, we could get a van in the air." Yeah, yeah, ribbon their hands. Mm. Yeah. This uh, halfway down the motorway. Oh no, don't worry. You know, in the air, and we can drop a delivery over there. That was it's, it's, it's absolutely perfect. I'm not sure about this one. I'm I, sometimes in life maybe it's better to stick with planes being planes and cars being cars. Yeah, and, and maybe and maybe we've got enough stuff up there anyway. The other thing with this whole subject is. The whole sustainability stroke environmental piece. Do we actually need more vehicles that are polluting the air? Probably not. Not when you see the huge sort of drive. That, I mean, announcements this week, haven't there, about, um, you know, Nissan up in up in Sunland, you know, um, gigabattery factories and all those sort of things going on. You think there's that much going on? We're, we're focusing around electrifying cars do we really, you know, should we not almost be doing one thing at a time? It almost seems a little bit folly that we're trying to run ahead with something else. Well, we haven't really addressed the existing problems that we've got around motor vehicles. Um, well, I, just, you know, I think our world's becoming a world full of contradictions and and, 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 and sort of juxtapositions, really. On the one hand, as you say, you know, we spent, we spent, you know, the last 12 months all locked down, you know, all sitting at home watching the environment come back into to yeah. its own little thing you know uh whilst we haven't been flying around while we haven't been driving anywhere you know that the government in this country are saying 
um, in a very short period of time, really, that we should be heading towards electric cars. We shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't have uh, that, you know, we should make it illegal to, to buy a diesel car or, or a petrol car. Mm. Um, you know, we, ultimately, we, we should be heading towards fewer cars on the road, etc. And then on the other hand, you've got people over here going, oh, I, actually, which put wings on cars and turn them into airplanes. Maybe this is actually where they're going with this. Maybe this is the stealth idea. Actually, okay. if if cars are planes, then actually that doesn't that doesn't count. <laughs> See what I mean? Then you cannot buy a diesel car. You can buy a diesel car plane, but you cannot buy a diesel car. Exactly that. You see, see that's clever. Mm. Let's turn let's turn a, let's turn that car into something else. Next, it will be car boats. Yeah. Oh god. It's a, it's not a car. It's a it's a boat. But yeah. it just happens to go down the motorway at 80 miles an hour. So that's all right because it's actually a boat. Yeah, I can see where I can see where people are going with that. So anyway, it's an interesting conversation. Mm. I, I think uh those that are involved in sustainability and the environment amongst us will probably think that that's a no-no. Um, you know, whether there's anything else that we can learn from that technology, I don't know. But you know. Clearly, there's still a desire out there for us to venture into the skies. You know, um, Musk is trying to do it, get us all to go to Mars. Some people just want us to go 35 miles in a car in the sky. That's there was just, um, just another thing. a story broke today, Graham, about how a, a, a UK sort of space exploration company called OneWeb, I think it is, we're getting a $500 million investment piece. And you're thinking, this obsession, like we've just touched on, you know, what we've gone through and what we're coming out of. And there's huge sums investing in space travel. And, and you're thinking, do you not realize we've got a lot of problems down here we need to sort out first before worrying about how to get off this planet? It's, um, as you say, it, it's sort of a a paradox, really, isn't it, from what we've gone through? We've we, we've all had our eyes open to the all the benefits of less travel, more free time, et cetera, et cetera, things we've touched on before. And now it's almost, as you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, it's almost people have just sort of full throttle. These these sort of crazy flying cars, trips into space have come back on the agenda. And you're thinking, you know, we, we've got so many more things we need to put right or focus on without trying to work out how we get BMWs off the ground and things like that. Well, exactly. I think it goes a bit back to the conversation we were having with Tom Morley last week, which yeah. is that, you know, are, are we a little bit scared that we're going to forget what we've just yeah. been through? Are, are we are we, are we going to not learn from all of the mistakes that we've made in the past? Are we not going to think about, you know, what we've, what we've learned and what we've gained out of this opportunity? If we see it as an opportunity, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tragic, um, tragic moment in our history in the world, this, this whole COVID crisis, but it should be an opportunity as well. It should be an opportunity for mankind to look at this and say, there were some things we learnt here because, because you know, uh, whatever it was, this disease mm. um, has forced us to, to you know, re-evaluate things. Um, and we should learn, you know. I mean, in, in respect to all of those people that actually died and are still dying from COVID, we, we, should, we should, as a, a human race, actually uh, 
take this opportunity to learn from this and say, right, how do we actually make the earth a better place for everybody that's that's still around? Um, and I don't know that some people are actually thinking with their heads properly mm -hmm. at the moment. So there you go. That was flying cars. The, one of the other ones that that really, really, this was contentious, took off okay. was this mobile phones in schools. Oh, yeah. My word. That, that was a pole and a half i'd i'd i have a how many, how many what were the, as i was say what were the numbers graham and what was the what was was it did it sort of polarize opinion as it were to yeah using well, a pun, but was it yeah absolutely let me let me just get the results of this so far up and i will let you know because so, there was quite a lot of commentary wasn't there from some of the teaching unions and heads saying well we've already got things in place why is the education secretary got to be in his bonnet about it but then i thought well if it is all under control why has he got his being about it there must be something about it that they're not particularly happy about so yeah, so um, about 35,000 people have had a look at this so far. Right, wow. All right. Um, should mobile phones be banned from schools altogether was the question. Okay. And the so far, in terms of the answer, we've got yes at 33%, no at 18%, no, but not used in school during the school day, 48%, which that was ultimately I think is the, the sensible yeah thing from my point of view not sure one percent one percent wasn't sure there you go um but yeah quite surprisingly uh you know uh yes 33 percent said they should be banned altogether there's obviously you know quite a lot of different opinions there um but you know the the, the questions that were being sort of asked about this were you know is this just is this just something to deflect away from the, the greater issues around the fact that children haven't have, have lost part of their education during the, the COVID crisis, etc. You know, uh, let's not talk about that. Let's, let's try and get, get onto an issue where we, we could actually potentially do something about it and have some control over it. Um, but then, as you say, a lot of kickback from a lot of other uh, school leaders, etc. saying, well, you know, what school in their right mind has uh, you know doesn't have some kind of control policy over mobile phones interesting conversation and and comment from some people saying actually no this is the wrong way of looking at it actually we should really promote phones in school and actually get them used in the classroom and that that, that was a really okay. interesting uh, comment as well you know why why are we not actually teaching more yeah around phones personally i think all of those views are, are, are quite valid you know if if someone's got a mobile phone in the school surely we should be doing something about mobile phone culture you know in in terms of teaching we should be teaching uh a little bit more about maybe what's what's really good to use on the phone what a phone could be really useful for but what the downsides of that are not in a really negative way but in a more mm -hmm. of a a positive way about how you know what you can what you can use the phone for but think about your screen time now this this is an area where we can bring this back to ergonomics yeah uh, because a lot of people you know in terms of their their usage of a device during the day we go on and on and on about laptops or you know very few desktops these days or whatever but surely that is 
the most used item on the planet yeah. by most you, people. And you're doing this, aren't you? Yeah. Look, you know, that that's how people, you know, lots and lots of imp multiple quick impacts on the thumbs and no one puts the phone up like we talk about from an assessment perspective going about the top of the your monitor being level with your eye line and blah 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 but no one puts the phone up here it's always down there isn't it so again it, you know it's it like you say it moving into the ergonomic field is actually how do we encourage better use of the phone should potentially like you say be an area we look at well i want to know and and people may throw out suggestions as they see this during the day and and you know come back to us on that but how many people how many people when they use their mobile phone at work that they've got their monitor in a good position etc they've got their keyboard they've got their mouse they've got all of that nicely set up etc but something happens on the phone yeah all right and then back to this again right now recently I'm gonna I'm gonna chip in here. Recently, I have downloaded because I do use the the uh, wonderful feature that is called WhatsApp um, uh, for for telephone messaging, whatever. I have downloaded WhatsApp on my desktop, so I okay. no longer have to look at my phone to get my WhatsApp messages or respond to my WhatsApp or have telephone conversations or whatever on WhatsApp. When you message me. Right about the show and whatever, I don't sit there on my phone doing it. I do it on the I do it on the monitor with my keyboard, with my mouse, etc. Okay, so do you want to let us into this little secret, Graham? How we do it? Is it a, is it is it a it's an it's a, it's a it's a downloadable application. You can okay. now download WhatsApp for PC or or Mac. Wow! Do you see? There you go. There's there is in in a nutshell. There's one ergonomic way that you can improve that situation. Why are you why are you sitting there doing this on your phone? Yeah. Right? On a hard surface with your thumbs, with your neck down, because you need to message someone, because you're using some because you are using a messaging service which you think is predominantly a phone-based app. If that is if that app is available on your PC, put it on your PC. Right, much much better. There it is. Then, in in full full Technicolor on your screen, you know you can. And and here's the other great thing about it. You send me like you did just now. I'm not going to share the one that you sent me. Right. It just perfect, just so, perfectly clean joke. Yeah, perfectly just clean. just going to just going to say, folks, what he sent me wasn't dirty or anything like that. But it's 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 an in joke, and and we don't want to share it with right. No. But you send me, you send me a piece of uh, collateral mm. by by WhatsApp, etc. Now I'm working on a marketing campaign, or I'm working on something on my desktop, etc. I don't have to then transfer that from the phone, put it onto a drive. Blah, blah, blah. I can just download it straight onto my desktop and work on it. See. I do you know what I'll be doing as soon as this is this uh, version of why workadomics finishes? Yeah. yeah, downloading that. Yeah, absolutely. Because it <laughs> it's a ge it's genius, isn't it? It's how is how is this not known, or is it not known, and I've not known about it? I do you know what this is one of these things where I think that people don't necessarily know enough. Mm. Yeah, but but again. 
looking at the whole ergonomics piece, I think, you know, assessment companies and, and people that are involved in that process and, and companies as well, companies, mm. full stop, need to, to find out a little bit more about what people are actually doing in the work processes. And they need to get they need to put someone on it to go right. You know, this is what IT guys really should be doing, yeah. not playing around with network cables and all of that sort of thing, <laughs> right? And and you know, ordering ordering a, a five length, a five meter length cable rather than a three and a half, just because you know it gives them something to do for the afternoon. They yeah. should be investigating what people are actually doing and look into it to see mm. are there better ways that that could that could happen. And certainly from an ergonomics point of view. If you can if you can run everything off your desktop, much better. For start, I can use a proper keyboard, I can use proper mouse with that for the inputting, etc. It's a decent size on the screen. So I'm not squinting at it all day long. Yeah. I think this is important. But this goes back to the, the mobile phone thing in school. You know, maybe if uh he had proper teaching on some of these applications and how you can really use these applications and then bring applications into, into real life and the working life as well, then I don't know, maybe, maybe teaching children um, how kind of powerful that is in one way, in a positive way. Yeah not just the negative way would be good. Yes. Talk to talk to them about the dangers. Yes. Talk to them about, you know, stranger danger, if you like on, on, on a phone and you know what, what the issues could be there. Talk to them about cyber security Mm. uh, because, you know, I think loads of society don't know about cyber security properly, but teach them also about the positive things could be really useful. Mm. Um, And there was a, I, I commented back on one of those, um, comments about that that actually if you think about it one of the issues about bringing phones into school and using phones in school with uh as, as part of the curriculum if you like is that actually in the same way that there is a, a, a disparity between different parts of society in terms of other technologies not everyone can afford a decent mobile phone yeah but but Here's where we go with this. Maybe, maybe in the future, rather, this is going to be controversial, rather than phones being something that parents get kids and give them for school, school should have phones to give kids. Maybe, maybe. Hornet's nest. Well, yeah, maybe. I'm I'm just putting it out there that, Maybe you turn it around the other way, and then it, then if the school actually controlled the phone, then you could control what's on it. You could control. You could you could actually look into what's going on on those phones if you wanted to. So, you know, because one of the reasons that parents were saying, "Oh, but actually, my child does need a phone in school," is so that they can contact home if there's an emergency or or whatever. Right. So don't take the phone away from the child. Just make sure, make that phone a school phone so that they can contact the parent, but it's a school phone. So you can't download naughty stuff on it. Mm. You can only download the school stuff on it. Maybe. Maybe that's, I don't know. Hey, that's, that's a real 
great topic, I thought. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, you know, again, I, I just reading on some article this morning that, you know, and it was actually going along, it was saying along the lines of, it is, is sort of phone technology, et cetera, sort of bottoming out, plateauing, as it were. Is there actually anywhere you can go with some, you know, there's always little things you get extra, you know, a, I don't know, a few more pixels on a photo and all that sort of stuff. But actually, there is only so many places they can go with phone technology, isn't there? You know, what, what else can they keep adding to it that isn't, you know, because I look at it and thinking, well, what's not there now? What else can you bring me that's not there now? Yes, the apps themselves can be done, but the phone itself can only go so much further, can't it, really, before there isn't anything extra they can do? Well, you, that's a very good point. You could stick wheels or wings on it. <laughs> <laughs> Flying phones. Going back to the, going back to the first thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, it. yeah, I think it's, it has kind of reached that plateau, maybe. Mm. I mean, the, the the only main, the main driver and the main development now of of the mobile phone is is more to do with the apps yeah. that go onto it, I guess, rather than the phone technology itself. I mean, we've seen. Um, I haven't actually physically seen one myself, but I've seen the adverts for it. The the, the Samsung phones with the uh, foldable screen yeah. technology. So that, I mean, basically it's a tablet, isn't it? But it's a phone. It's a, it's a phone, but it's a tablet. It's just one of those. It's, it's a, it's a, it's is a it a car? Of, is, it, is it a car? Is it a plane? Is I it a know. Phone? It's, is it it's one of those, what I call confusing bits of technology. It's there to confuse people. They don't really know whether they're buying a tablet or yeah. a phone, you know. And I, I can see probably the, the, the conversation when you go into the shop you know, to buy it from the salesperson and you go in and you go, I want one of those, you know, it's like a, it's like a phone, but you fold it out and it's a tablet. And it's like, well, madam, do you, wouldn't you prefer a phone and a tablet? We, we could sell you a phone, phone and a tablet if you wanted to. And you'd have, you know, you could have a twofer there. And it's like, no, no, I kind of want it like, you know, it does that. Mm. And it, and I, I can fold it many ways. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's kind of new. But other than that, and as you say, the camera getting better and better and better and better and better um, to the point where, you know, nobody no one, needs no to, one buys a camera. No one buys a camera, which is actually not true because people like my son still buy cameras because they can infinitely take much better photos than, than phones. Um, yeah. It, where else does it go, really? Mm. Um, you're not going to improve the sound system on the phone without sticking like a you know a set of of wave speaker on the front or something you know um so that goes against and that goes against the whole design of a sleek compact small so then they're running out of ideas really aren't they not not running out of ideas but there's only so many places they can go more with a phone isn't there really yeah i think if you look in the evolution of the phone there were certain step points that were really you know like facetiming yeah? yeah where suddenly oh i can actually it's not just voice anymore it's it's face to face um you know once once we could do like i can look at you and that have a telephone conversation that that was a massive massive uh point the fact that you could work on the phone that was a massive point yeah um, before that, I guess going back before all of that, the fact that you could stick all your music on the phone, that was 
that was intrinsic to it. But um, other those than sort that, of those sort of blocks, those big chunks of development, suddenly have just sort of narrowed and narrowed and narrowed, haven't they? Really, and in small incremental improvements. But I mean, I always think, you know, again, sort of tying it back to sort of things we discussed about, you know, recycling, etc. Where I know there's big programs and initiatives to get phones back, but where do all these phones go? They don't all go back. So, you know, how many, how many, a bit like, you know, two pence and one pence pieces in your house. How many, if, if you could get everyone in the world to empty all of their own old phones out, you know, what would that look like? You know, what, what happens to all of those, those old phones that aren't being used? Well, in answer to your question, Stephen, behind this sheet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a warehouse there's an iphone threes full of phones i don't you know what i don't know um it'd be in, interesting to see um what what happens to them i i i i'll ask next time i speak to him i actually only spoke to him um yesterday but i i will ask him again i'll ask james turin from the turin trust because i know he takes laptops and and you know reconditions them and sends them off mm. to the third world and, and whatever so wh whether that's the same for phones as well yeah. whether whether they're being utilized in that way and and you know i'd love to think that someone's doing something yeah a, a bit like him or, or a bit like sam with his his office venture i'd love yeah. to think that someone's doing something to stop it from going to landfill if anybody knows where mobile phones go that would be good oh hang on someone's come up with what the next thing will be okay holograms of course star wars isn't it yeah yeah so there that could be that <laughs> that seriously could be the next thing i mean i'm not sure whether holograms actually give anything really i mean so what that you you hold up your phone it projects up like a holographic image of somebody talking to you obi-wan kenobi yeah save us obi-wan kenobi you're our only hope i mean it's yeah i I'm, I'm not sure whether that that's a good that that's probably holograms is something that is probably being looked at mm. i'm not sure whether that that brings the human race on further or not but certainly i think the subject of mobile phones in schools is an interesting one um yet again with the ergonomics piece i'd love to think as part of that we are teaching children about the fact that you know it does matter how you use devices all day long you know and that because because that is important you know Absolutely. do you remember years ago you'll remember this because you know you're not as young as you look um yeah thanks man. it is <laughs> Years ago, they used to sell. Do you remember they used to sell those things that used to stick to the back of handsets for phones, right? So that you know, if you were doing that, it yeah. just like held it on your shoulder yeah, so yeah. that you could yeah. just like work like that. But but we've lost all of that, you see. We've lost that kind of technology with with mobile phones. Now, mm. maybe, maybe that's that's a product that will come into the future, it's just something that holds your phone there. Maybe floating phones, so you don't actually have to hold it. You just you can just have it up by your ear until someone pinches it as they walk past you. Yeah, but mm. but actually going back to what I said to you um, with the putting it through your desktop again, that's an important point of that. 
if you put it through your desktop, you've got the speaker system, you've got the microphone, etc. You don't actually have to sit there doing that. So therefore, the all this mobile phone technology sort of is getting reversed out because it was all about getting things from the desktop and the laptop onto the phone. But actually, as you say, from an ergonomic perspective, some of those things need stuck in stuck in reverse gear and moved. Some of the things that have come on the phone actually need to be moved back to the desktop and the laptop and the whatever it would be from from an ergonomic perspective. Yeah, yeah, I think I think truly they 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 must be, you know, and actually, uh, you know, when you're looking at applications on the phone as well should should the application in the application should it more intelligently push you to back towards the desktop so if you start a document in something like word on your phone should it get to a point where it goes well actually hang on a minute you've mm -hmm. written you know two paragraphs here now and i'm now going to try and find your desktop or your laptop to see whether it's in the vicinity and if it is i'm actually going to say right you need to you need to carry on with this on your pc now and actually throw the, throw that that you've started working on there up onto your screen and go right do it on there so that yeah. it's pushing the correct method of working you know because it's fine phones phones are very similar to laptops laptops were never ever ever get this folks laptops were never designed to be used all day long as laptops no that was never the intention the whole point of a laptop is that you took it out with you you whizzed it open you did a, a little bit of work whilst you're out and about on it you know updated a, a, a data field or something closed it again went off to the next thing or you took it out because you had your powerpoint presentation on it plugged it in did your powerpoint standing up and whatever that was great you know, put it back, went back to the office, worked yeah. again. But laptops have just been become the computer of choice yeah. because it's portable. The trouble is that is also a computer now, and it's a computer. It's a it's a working device of choice. I know people that write whole reports on that. Mm. You know, on a train. You know, I'm, I'm damn. I've lost it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only problem because they're working in the cloud uh, and uh but then 5g is coming to the tube Stephen. is it well yeah that's another subject Look, I, actually i'm going to put that in there very quickly 5g here we go 5g on the tube yeah 5g apparently is, is coming to the tube now right my my only concern with that is that the tube becomes the biggest microwave in yeah. <laughs> in the world, or it becomes a mobile remote working office. Yeah, with people sat there on phones and laptops because they can get five G and think, well, why bother getting off? I'll just sit on this and I'll just ride around London all day. Yeah, no, absolutely that. I I, I sometimes think that in trying to create touch points everywhere for work that's where we create the problems yeah. mm. you know too too much accessibility yeah too much accessibility to to tech and being accessible right it's not accessibility in the good sense of the word it's accessible in the bad sense of the word we yeah. we are now accessible 
you know and actually if you look at if you look at what the way cultures can't become and the fact that there's so much prevalence in terms of uh you know people talking about mental health and and, and well-being etc now um where's that come from what you know haven't suddenly all become a concern with mental health and and you know it haven't all so why why now and partly mm. it's because i think it is because there is no switch off culture yeah you know there's nowhere to to turn off i i felt it in my life as i've progressed over the years through through different jobs and as technology's changed years ago it used to be you know that you you would go right i'm out of the office now nobody's going to be able to contact me other than maybe by phone but i i'm i'm driving there's no way of putting the, the phone through the car mm. you know it did that didn't happen so it's like i'll i'll stop in two hours time and i'll check check to see whether anyone needs me and you could do that yeah yeah, I remember. I remember one of my first, probably my first sales job. Where you, what you do, it was out, I'm out on the road, and I worked for a company, and we sold metal to the, the manufacturing sector. But just got a mobile phone after a couple of years. There, I'm talking mid '90s. But you used to take a load of ten p's with you, pull over at the phone box, you'd ring, and you'd ask, "Can you pass me around the office? Does Bob need me? Does Sheila need me?" And you'd go around the office. You go, "Okay, I'll call back in at half three. and that was it. You didn't yeah. have anything, you, you know, you weren't except now that, you know, yeah, things have developed since then, but that was actually how it used to work, you know, and not actually that long ago. Yeah. You see, and, and the trouble is going back to ergonomics again, we're doing well, actually bringing everything back to ergonomics. Yeah. Like, you know, with things like, as you say, 5G on the tube, you do, you're just going to get people going, well, do you know what? I can actually sit here and work. Hmm. I can actually, I can actually do proper work on here now that I've got a proper, proper signal. I can connect into my cloud system here and whatever, and, you know. I can actually, but, but, you know, there's the the setup for that is not going to be right. I mean, sitting on one of those seats on the tube isn't comfortable in the in the first place. Let alone trying to sit there properly with a laptop yeah. screen up here and whatever. That's never going to happen. No. Um, probably there in your face <laughs> next you to know. someone's armpit next to someone's yeah i was i was going to say something else but yeah okay um and then and but briefcase is what i was going to say um <laughs> but but yeah i mean that that but but it's the for me even beyond the ergonomic piece it's it's the lack of escape it's the lack of those moments in the day where someone can go Whew, that was busy morning I've got out of the office. I've now got 20 minutes between yeah. this meeting and that getting there. And then that meeting, I, I, I need to just de-stress from that mentally prepare, you know, get, get myself ready for, for what's coming next, etc. If you've got no escape from that, then that's, that's dangerous. And we've seen that actually with some of the homeworking. I, that is one of the reasons why, some some of the big wigs are calling for people to go back to the office is because actually they're quite scared about um this mentality of people going from one you know getting up early getting going straight into one zoom meeting another whatever to me 
I understand where their concern about that comes from. The, prob the problem really isn't the people working at home. The problem is the company culture. Yeah. Full stop. You know, if you if you're if if you have meetings and expect people to come to them, then people will come to them. You know, um, until companies actually go, regardless of where people are working, regardless of whether it's in the office or at home or whatever, until people actually go, do you know what? It's okay for you not to work at this point in the day. What would uh, friend of the show Rory Berry say? Take a beat. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, out of the whole thing that's gone on, and you know, Rory was someone I was not connected to until probably 12 months ago. He really, in a, and I mean this in a positive way, bangs that drum, doesn't he? You know, he does some fantastic stuff on LinkedIn. If you if you if you don't know Rory Berry, connect with Rory Berry. He does some great stuff. Just lunchtime images. You know, he's clearly gone out and had a walk, whatever he's done, whether it's in the morning, and you know, he. he that sort of thing is something that, that plays in my mind, his, his take a beat thing. It, it really is imperative. They're the things that people need to concentrate on is to be able to take that break um, and, and, and come away from the device, whatever it would be, and, and have that little sort of decompress. And, yeah, you've got to go again at some point, but, but fitting that into your, into your working day. Well, I do, I do wonder. I think if we don't actually start to take control of this, and and control of how accessible how accessible we make our staff and, and 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 our teams i think ultimately we're cause a revolution hmm. you know i think we're cause a revolution where people actually say no enough's enough we're actually gonna you know we're gonna look for a counterculture here that where we don't you know we're not we're gonna start not buying phones you know, we'll go. We'll go back to. We'll go back to. Let's find another way of communicating with each other. Or let's. You know, um, I or I want a contract on my phone where I don't. I don't have this, so yeah. that it's. I'm not not available certain times of the day. Mm. You know, uh, and and maybe. You know, uh, uh, it'd be interesting to see where companies go with it. I think there's a lot. Lot of as I say, a uh, lot of juxtaposition, polarity, uh, you know, and, and, and sort of dichotomy with that at the moment. And I think actually, you know, some companies talk a really good talk on the one hand about health, well-being, culture, et cetera, but then on the other hand, push their staff to death. And I think until yeah. it really, uh, until people really, really lead the way with it, then then it's, you know... Uh, but I think, I think, uh, to some extent, I think, I think a revolution's coming. I think some people will have enough, uh, and and say, right, that's mm. that's not that's not for me. Always love those programs with Ben Fogel. Yeah, uh, where people have left high society, if you like, or, or really well paid jobs, high pressure jobs in the city, very tech jobs, quite often. You know surrounded by the pressure of day-to-day -day life and they've just gone Do you know what off grid not interested not interested in it anymore that's the extreme surely there's somewhere in between that we can get to yeah that, that that's a that's a good place anyway that's been a brilliant show look at that we just flew by 
bang, short, bang, bang. Shorter but sweeter today, Graham. A little bit shorter today because we've because mo- I've moved the time around, but um, we've covered yeah. a lot of good stuff there. Yeah. So yeah, I I I think um, I think we covered some great stuff, and and uh, you know personally do think that this is a great color scheme for us. Um, <laughs> will Will we have it on next week? On next week's show is the question. <laughs> well, it depends who wins, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, it it depends who wins. I think. Look, at the end of the day, um, I, I think it, it's it's nice. I think it's nice for England that we've actually won something for once. Um, so there we go. That's that's nice. But let's just let's just let the whole of the UK just enjoy that for a minute. Well, maybe um, not the whole of the UK, Graham. Well, no, not the whole of the, I can imagine there's, there's three nations aren't particularly happy with us. Well, sorry, no, the whole of the whole of uh, England. Yeah, enjoy that for a minute, and uh, and and then let's let's see let's see what happens next week. But very very definitely um, between now and, and next weekend, there will be an uh, uh, this coming weekend there will be an awful lot of alcohol sold in shops. So there we go. Until um, next uh, week, folks, and, stay stay safe out there. Yeah. Don't, and, don't and load and load WhatsApp onto your onto your PC or yeah, your laptop. Do that, or, or if there are any other applications that we should be loading from a phone onto the desktop that you know about that we haven't spoken about today, do let us know on those as well. And, and maybe we can even compile them and put put that information back out to people because it's actually really quite interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, stay safe. Don't go in any flying cars. They're, they're no. not overly tested yet. Um, and, uh, and, you know, just, just look after each other and we'll see you again, similar sort of time, uh, next week. Uh, we'll let you know what the time is before, before next week. So that, yeah. that you're ready, but until then have, have fun. Bye folks. Bye. You've been listening to wow ergonomics sponsored by Bacca Alkaisen.